rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. How's everybody doing? Is it is it Armageddon yet? I don't know. It's not World War Z out there yet. I haven't been out, so I don't know. I live in New York and where uh it's not a shelter in place order. I hope that doesn't happen. But nobody's going out really. So hey guys. Good evening. I'm a little disoriented because I don't know what the hell. What day is it? I just had a look on the computer. It's Thursday. Who am I? My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. I should have checked all these microphones before I started, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, we usually meet on Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. I didn't get a chance to set up the Facebook page today for a stream because Facebook was down. It could be streaming. Oh, God, here comes, here comes, we know, you know who. Tara Jr. Jr. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. He must hear the theme music or something and be like, I need to see my friends on the internet. All right, hold on, hold on. You're not as young as you used to be. Neither of us are. None of us are, really, right? So, yeah, what was I saying? We meet here every Saturday evening. Usually that's our regular spot at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast on Sunday, starting 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app or SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And eventually we'll have a daily show. But in the meantime, we stick to our regular Saturday schedule. And then we do weekday specials. And because of the coronavirus and people staying indoors and me staying indoors, I'm hoping to do more weekday specials in general so we can get together more often during this time and we can all check in and see what's happening. And, and it's what this time calls for because we really are on our own. Obviously, the states are doing what they can. And thankfully, I live in a state that are that's run by Democrats. Unfortunately, the federal government is run by not just Republicans because Republicans are useless enough. With it's run by fascist con men who received fewer votes. It's run by a clown. And it's not just Trump. We know that. Trump is the symptom. They're all a bunch of corrupt, inept, self-dealing sociopaths, really. Nothing says, uh, nothing brings out the uselessness in Republicans than a crisis. And... Today, I was watching Bill de, Bla de, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, saying how Trump, he's, he was 
basically imploring him personally, you need to mobilize the federal government. That's what it's there for. You have to use these, your emergency powers to, to, to help us before it becomes like uh, we're seeing in Italy. And this is the problem. Because we have a con man squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, he was more concerned with the numbers, what it looked like, the lies. That's why we have the, the people of uh, this country, many of the people in this country still think it's a hoax, that it's a politically motivated Democrat, even though it's Democratic, the word is democratic, you, you scumbags that say Democrat Party. Don't be such a stupid follower. At least be an adult and call people by their names, you, you child. And I don't mean to insult children, because children wouldn't behave like that. And if they did, we would correct them. But what's your excuse when you become an adult and you act like a, a child? What you're saying is, I am unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. Do whatever you will, but do not give me power. That's what it's saying. They're screaming. The Republicans scream it out all the time in so many ways. But many Americans do not listen. Why? Some of them are stupid. We know that. Some of them are racist. Some of them are just not paying attention. And that's why we're here. So, and that's why we have to counteract the lies. Unreal. When do you think about it? It's not even, not even when you think about it. When you don't think about it, it's unreal. But look at this cat, how cute he is. <laughs> He's here for our emotional support. So... Oh, thank you, Patricia. I just looked over at the chat. Thank you for the super chat. Amazing. Right off the bat with a super chat. That's amazing. Um, all right. Yeah. Because uh, here, I just lost my train of thought looking at the cat. That's okay. This is what happens on this show. That's why I say please become a patron. Because one day we will have a real show. Maybe we'll have a real studio. If we have a real studio, we'll have to have cats walking around the studio. That's a given. But maybe it'll be a real studio. We'll have a real, we'll have a real producer. And when something happens, I can say, please look up this article, blah, blah, blah. So I don't have to do it myself, stumbling around. Guys, yeah, um, what I, what's going on is that we have a moron squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, and here, here, honey, honey, get down. I know, I know. And, the, the, all right, we knew this pandemic was coming, but we have a moron who's more concerned about how it looks to him, for him. This is why he's a liar. This is why he wouldn't mobilize the government. Because we, we could have avoided all this shit. 
not saying we could have avoided all of the the pandemic, all the sickness. Maybe, maybe if we had a um a le- the leaders of the country, the representatives, if they if we had people at the top that weren't calling it a hoax, a hoax, and they were mobilizing government saying this is coming, so it would we wouldn't have to wait instead of waiting and now all the scrambling as republicans block the attempts to offer relief to the working class because that's who republicans are any attempt to help working people they will cut it off at the knees don't i I don't understand how anybody votes for them this is what i'm so baffled about what is wrong with you and if, even if you're rich, because people say, I can understand how rich people vote for Republicans. Really? How disgusting do you have to be? If you're a rich person, you have everything you need and everything you want, and you still don't have enough. How vile and immoral do you have to be to vote for Republicans who use every opportunity, every bit of power to ingratiate themselves, to self-deal, and to ensure that others don't have it as good as they have it, don't have the same opportunities. They should be ashamed living in a country where the American people, you lose a paycheck, and you could see already the crisis. The economy is unraveling because... The gig workers and the hourly workers and the freelancers, the contract, all the people that Republicans make possible because they hate unions. They hate wor- having to uh, have a unionized or a economically vibrant working class that could challenge and say, and say, I demand a seat at the table. But yeah, they're. Uh, I don't. I'm watching New York One, and they're saying all the all of the gig workers getting um, their pink slips in this crisis. All this, yeah, all of the restaurants, the theaters, all of the Uber drivers, all of the the people that depend on going to work to bring home a paycheck, putting in their hours, the time in their life that they'll never get back, trading that time and skill for a paycheck, and you see it's unraveled, it's unraveling already, they're like, oh, go for your, go to your savings, they're saying. What savings? The American people can't handle, it's 80%, I saw Robert Reich on one of these programs today saying 80% of the American people can't handle a $400 emergency. I thought that it was a lower number than that. But was it 80%? Now that I'm saying that, can't handle a 400 Or maybe it was a... Oh, no, no. He was saying 80% live check to check. That's it. Check to check. That means one check. You're at a food bank. This is what they're saying. People are already going to food banks, and they're wondering, is there going to be enough food at the food bank because there won't be people... Um, delivering the food or donating the food because everyone's sheltering in place. And I heard, that's what I heard. I was watching MSNBC and Katie Turr was saying, 
um, something about how the thousand dollars that the Republicans are—I mean, whoopee, effing doopy—a thousand dollars. That's not even rent money here in this town. A thousand dollars—that's like putting a a bandaid on a on a bleeding artery. And she, she was saying something about something to hold them over until the thousand dollars and they run out of savings or something like that and i remember thinking and i was thinking what the hell is she talking about obviously she's spending too much time in the ivory tower but what do you expect you know when you live in a bubble that's who you're talking to you're talking to fellow bubble people bubble boys and girls who what are you talking about sal uh savings People are living check to check. In this, if if this crisis doesn't show the truth and the need for everything that we talk about on this show, everything that Bernie advocates for, everything that we've been saying for years, and how useless Republicans are—they are completely useless on a good day. And they are entirely useless in a crisis because they don't want to address the crisis. That's the thing. They don't care. It's how can we get through this shit doing as little as we possibly can and still get reelected by the assholes until we can figure out how to get rid of voting once and for all. That's all that Trump cares about, because if he really cared about the people, instead of denying that there was a crisis, that there's a pandemic coming, instead of worrying about calling it the Chinese virus, all this little branding tricks that he has, this little racist piece of garbage, worried more about how it looks, the Chinese virus, it doesn't matter to him that we have uh, Chinese people living in this country, Chinese-American people, or immigrants, or resident aliens, or guests, and he's stirring up hatred against other human beings yet again. And now he's like, he was saying how he's a war president. Yeah, really? Honey, you're no FDR. You're no Lincoln. My God, the delusion is astonishing. And what's worse is that despite all of this, despite the reality, millions of people will still vote for these con, these con sucking con men and women. They certainly will. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're, so the Republicans, are they block. Here's the thing. Where the heck is it? Of course, everything is changing fast, but the Democrats want to give money, relief to people, sick, sick leave, and uh, ensure that they can go to the doctor. Yeah, only for this fucking one, one sickness. If you're sick, if you got anything else, you better hope you got this if you're sick. Because don't worry about it. The, 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 the rapacious, disgusting, greed-centered health racket wants their vig. They, they, we were saying this in the other show on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, they must be dancing in the boardrooms. 
happy days are here again. There's a big pandemic going around the land. Cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. That's who they are. Like a parasite, like a disgusting tick that sucks the blood out of its host until it engorges itself and the host sickens and weakens and dies. You don't want the host getting better. Well, unless they, uh, I mean, you really don't. Unless they continue to pay their premiums. You just don't want, you want them to die. If they got something very, uh, if they have a catastrophic illness, that's money. That costs money, boobies. I'm sorry. You're more profitable dead in that circumstance. Don't pester your insurance racketeers. They want you out. They want you get out and die quickly. So you don't have to, we don't have to pay these, these goddamn bills. You're there to pay your premiums, honey. Pay your copays. Pay your deductibles, your coinsurance, your in-network, out-of-network bullshit. And if you have a sickness that is uh, a dire, an expensive illness, forget it. Die. They can't get money off of you. You got cancer? That's not profitable for them. They're not in the business of health. They're in the business of, I don't know what business it is, really. It is really an unconscionable, immoral business. What a way to make money. You couldn't think of it if you were in, uh, if you were imagining some kind of sick horror story uh, from a dystopian present that some few people were getting rich by denying health care to other living beings. You would be like, wow, that is... So the stuff of nightmares. But it's happening right now. And the Republican Party and the DLC Democratic Party are all on board. What do you think Joe Biden during the debate when he was saying he's protecting, when he's, when he's saying that the Italians have a single-payer system and it's not working? Well, what's working here? That's not wor- it's not working. They're not going bankrupt. They don't have to pass emergency measures to pay for this effing coronavirus. They don't have to tell people, go, get the help you need. The government will cover it this time because this is an emergency. They don't have to assure them that, oh, uh, don't worry, you're not going to get dinged with bills or, or surprise billing if you go get the help you need because they know that the American people are denying themselves care. They're going to ride it out, and they're going to spread the virus. That's how it happens. But this happens every single day in this country. And, of course, if it's true for the coronavirus, it's true for many other catastrophes, other sicknesses, that uh, communicable diseases that we get from each other. It happens every day, but just because it happens on a smaller scale... That's okay with Joe Biden because he's taking money from the insurance racket. 
That's okay. Of course, we know it's okay for Republicans, but it should be okay for zero Democrats. And that's enough. Obviously, we're headed towards the inevitable where Joe Biden is going to be the Democratic Party nominee. The only saving grace for this coronavirus is that Twitler might actually lose now because he's so out of control. But I'm not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed because it's November's a long way away. He will have many months to reframe this. We know people will still vote for him. Dum-dums will still vote for him. They, st- they actually think he's like a saint that walks among us. Oh, the poor media. Everyone's picking on the fucking con man. Poor bastard. But so uh, the Huffington Post, this was two days ago. They're still tr- they're trying to pass these emergency bills. You see, if they wouldn't have to be an emergency if Twitler attacked the problem and addressed it at the time, they knew what was coming. We know that. So there wouldn't be, there wouldn't have to be emergency measures. There wouldn't have to be uh, this paid all of a sudden uh, $1,000 to everybody because they would have had it ready, ready to go. If in, in case of emergency break glass, it would have been done already. But no. Not in the United States of Serfs and Lords with an effing le- legitimate con man sitting at the, in the catbird seat of power calling himself a war president after spending months lying. It's really ridiculous. That's putting it mildly. Sometimes you say words, I say things like that, and I'm like, there's no words. Like, that doesn't even do it justice. It's ridiculous. I wish it was only ridiculous. It would be merely ridiculous if I was saying to someone, an alien who landed from another planet, saying, can you believe it? We have that that millions of people voted for a con man, a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man, sexual predator with a fake university vitamin scam and, uh, and a history of sexual assault, Be- who is now squatting in the White House despite receiving view- fewer votes. Isn't that ridiculous? It would be merely ridiculous if he wasn't such a horror, if he wasn't so damaging, if people's lives weren't on the line. That's how... Important it is to be a representative of the government, to represent your people, your community. You would think that they would would hold some kind of sacred trust in the community to send your fellow human, your fellow citizen to to represent you. But Republicans, they don't get into office for altruism. They get into office to to steal, to manipulate. And we know for a fact, now on uh, Twitter, this, this Robert Barr guy, let me see, is it Robert? Richard Barr. 
Where? Wait, 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 wait. I'm getting the guy's name wrong. He's insider trading, basically. Hold on. I thought I captured this video. Oh, yes. Richard Burr, not Barr. Excuse me while I drink coffee in your ear. <clears throat> I don't have a I don't have a cough button either. I guess I'm getting you know sometimes you just I don't care anymore. I guess it's good in your old age. You just you don't care. I don't care I don't stress out about my looks or not that I wanna look like a you know, a disheveled mess or anything, but that's one good thing I like about there is a new um, paradigm, I believe, not on Fox News. It's not happening there because they're all groomed to uh, to a fault over there. But where it's it is what it is. You know what I mean? People go, they have their YouTube channels and they uh, I, there's one guy I, I listen to a lot of YouTube channels. When I'm working, sometimes I'll have one of the one of the YouTube channels that I listen to um, just for for decomposing or not decomposing. <laughs> I'm not decomposing yet. D De <laughs> is that de decomposing for decompressing? Yes. Um, <laughs> one day I'll be decomposed. I won't decompose. No, I won't because I'll be cremated. That's what I want. So anyway, but um, is uh, Kit Boga, who is a uh, he's a scam baiter. So he calls up it, the mostly Indian scammers, these people that you get. I get calls all, all the time, every day. I'm not kidding you. I get a call from somebody speaking Chinese. That's uh, that's a scam. And then they call. They say there's a warrant out for my arrest. Because of my social security number is uh, has been found to be fraudulent, and he, and uh, it goes on. Whatever. I don't know why I get these calls all the time, but he calls them, and he uses an old lady's voice. He has like a voice modulator. It's very funny. He's really good, and he goes on for hours and hours. But anyway, one of the things I like about the new paradigm. This is the point I'm saying is that. He's not, he doesn't have makeup on. You know, he just looks, he is what he is. You know what I mean? Sometimes he'll have like a little acne or something, like a pimple. And I appreciate, I'm like, oh, good. That that nobody's um, shaming him or body shaming. Not that he, him, I'm not saying that he has bad skin or anything. I'm just saying that the younger generation don't, they're not all stressing out. Or maybe maybe it's just, maybe I'm in my bubble. I don't know. That's what I see. And I appreciate that. You know what I mean? All right. Here's Richard Senator Richard Burr talking to donors. Oh, there's that donor class again. The donor class. You see, the donor class was informed that there's a pandemic coming, mother effers. You better get your stocks in order. Not your people, not your fellow Americans. Don't worry about them. Fuck them. Let them die. They don't have enough money. We, we're going to have to pay out for these fuckers that need f free medicine and shit. Fuck them. 
they should be dead. If you have to, if you're working in a gig economy, if you, if you're not productive, you got coronavirus, you can't drive your Ubers, you better just die. F them. I'm Senator Richard Burr. I got my priorities straight. And my priority is telling you rich mother effers, this is for real. This shit is, it's happening up in this bitch, and I'm going to make some money up in this bitch. So this is Richard Burr. I grabbed this from MSNBC today, talking to donors about the coronavirus. People wonder why Congress might have been taking this, or some lawmakers might have been taking this more seriously behind the scenes and not as seriously to the American public in order to be protected. I'm just going to play this. This is Congressman Burr talking to donors, or Senator Burr, I should say. There's one thing that I can tell you about this. It is much more aggressive in its transition than anything that we have seen in recent history. If you can't hear it on the podcast, he says, there is one thing about this. It is much more aggressive in its transmission than anything we've seen in recent history. It's probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. Right. So he's telling his donors. more akin to the 1918 pandemic. Again, Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina. And at the same time, Burr was... He made some suspicious stock trades. Let's see. This is a, I have so many things to talk about tonight. It's not even funny. I hope it's not another. I was going to say, I said to myself, I'm like, I can only do like two hours tonight. I need to go rest. But there's so much going on. <laughs> Every time I do a weekday special, it ends up to truly be a terror buster. And it goes on. We had last time it was three and a half hours, but I'm not making any promises. I'm going to try to keep it to at least just around two. But so according to NPR, NPR was the one who the the news organization that released this um, recording. So the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, so he has the insider trading and He's, this is supposed to be against the law. What's to stop a, uh, it's like Twitter does. This is what they do. I'm not, I mean, we're not naive. We know that, who was it? Trump manipulated, he's manipulating stocks by tweeting and someone is making secret trades. They're making billions of dollars. Trump uh, stock. Manipulation. No, he can't get any, he can't do anything real. He can't get ventilators, but he can make fantastically profitable mystery trades. According to Vanity Fair, it says the president's talk can move markets and it's made some futures. Futures traders, billions. Did they know what he was going to say before he said it? In the last 10 minutes of trading at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange on Friday, September 13th, someone got very lucky. That's when he or she or a group of people sold short 120,000 S&P E-minis, electronically traded futures uh, future contracts linked to the Standard & Poor's 500 stock index. 
when the index was trading around 3,010. I, I have no idea what these numbers mean, obviously. Look at me. Look at my apartment. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know the, what this means. But the time was about 3.50 p.m. in New York. It was nearing midnight in Tehran. A few hours later, drones attacked a large swath of Saudi, Arabian, uh, Saudi Arabia's oil infrastructure, choking off production in, a, in the country, sending oil prices soaring. By the time the CME next opened for pre-trading on Sunday night, the S&P index had fallen 20, um, 30 points, giving that very fortunate trader or traders a quick 180 million in profit. Nice day's work at the office, right? I'm sure when you miss a day, you won't have to end up at the food bank if you're manipulating the stocks like this. When you're in, you know, in with the in crowd. This is not an isolated occurrence. Three days earlier, in the last 10 minutes of trading, someone bought 82,000 S&P E-minis with the index when the index was trading at. 29, uh, 2,969. That was nearly at 4 a.m. On September 11th in Beijing, where a few hours later, the Chinese government announced that it would lift tariffs on a range of American-made products. As ha has been the typical reaction in the U.S. stock markets, as the trade war with China chugs on without any perceptible logic, when the news about a potential resolution of it seems positive, stock markets go up, and when the news about the trade war appears negative, they go down. The news was viewed positively. The S&P index moved swiftly on September 11th, <clears throat> up nearly 30 points. That same day, so-called President Donald Trump <clears throat> said he would postpone tariffs on Chinese goods. If you were the lucky one who bought the 82,000 E-mini contracts, well, you were sitting on a one-day profit of roughly $190 million. A week earlier, three minutes before the CME closed on September 3rd, someone bought 55,000 E-mini contracts with an index of 29 or 2,906. I have no idea what that means. Like I said... If somebody knew what that means, please make some trades for me or something. I don't know. Do something to maybe then help the show. Trade in the name of Tower Buster. Then we won't have, then we can have a daily show. Whatever, whatever. If you're a stock market mogul, I'm, I'm sure you're not listening to the show. Who knows? Though? There are some moral human beings who work at the stock market, I, I can imagine, right? They're not all self-serving, self-seeking sociopaths, I would think. Anyway, at around 9 p.m. in New York, 9 a.m. in Hong Kong, the market started moving and kept rallying for the next six hours or so, reaching 29.36. Around 2 p.m. in Hong Kong, 2 a.m. in New York, Carrie Lam the Hong Kong leader announced that she would be withdrawing the controversial extradition bill that had, that had been roiling the city in protest for months. Whoever bought those e-mini contracts a few hours earlier made a killing, a cool $82.9 million in profit. It's quite a coincidence. 
But anyway, <clears throat> that's from Vanity Fair. It goes on. And they, they're saying that Trump, uh, he's in on it. Of course he is. He's a fucking con man. That's why he's in it. He got into government because Obama mocked him. We know that. He's a tiny little ego, fragile ego shell of a human being. He's not even human. He's a waste of human DNA. That's clear. But he's not in government for altruism, obviously, because if he was, we'd be prepared for this pandemic. We wouldn't have spent hours of wasted air and time listening to this orange asshole downplay the pandemic that was sweeping across the globe for his own benefit. That's, all, that's what he's doing. That's what he did. Now, like everything, like every Republican lie, the truth eventually catches up to them. You can only lie your way so far until reality. It's like we say all the time. Truth has such a liberal bias. It certainly does. Truth also has a uh, democratic socialist bias. Because what's the remedy for the pandemic? Democratic socialism is trickling all over the goddamn place. Not true. Well, I, today, another thing. This is, I was on, because I was watching MSNBC. I had MSNBC on in the background all day while I was working. And it was getting on my nerves. We know that. A lot of the reason, this show exists to counteract all that. The, the liberal media, the so-called liberal media. This is the real liberal media. But someone said on... Um, on MSNBC, how the something about trickling down that we have to wait for the um, the stimulus, whatever stimulus they're going to give to people, because what the Republicans want to do, they they want to enact their wish list of uh, attacks on the social safety net and any protections that workers that have the slim protections that we have and somebody they had the nerve to even suggest that about we waiting for it how long do people have to wait for this to trickle down just using that language trickling down gives legitimacy to it why are you repeating that bullshit miss corporate media mouthpiece it's stunning to me, but this is why we're here, where, we're, where, where we live. This is where, why we're living in a country where one check br- sends people to the food bank, missing one check, where the American people have to pick now to uh, uh, the, which food bank to go to. There, there's your choice. You know, Americans real love, we really love choice here. We keep hearing from our Republican uh, friends, they're not our friends, but uh, the Democratic enablers, the DLC Democratic enablers, Americans love choice. Well, which food bank are you going to go to today? It's hot in here. 
I'm putting on the fan. Yeah, so in Vanity Fair, uh, that Vanity Fair article, what happened to that? In any other administration, something like that could bring down the White House. The uh, insider trading? No, but this is uh, new rules. Uh, Republicans, there are new rules. It's not new rules for Republicans. What am I saying? They're the same old rules. Republicans can get away with what they get away with. This is what they are. This is what they, there are different rules for Democrats. Oh, hi. Haiku, thank you for your super chat. Very nice with the coffee. Where the hell is everybody? That's the other thing. I'm looking at, there aren't, uh, usually there's more people here, I have to say. Where are you, people? Are you just sick of it? Are you watching another liberal show? Maybe. I hope you... Maybe you're just done. Maybe you're just like, I can't deal with this shit. I don't need this shit today. So, yeah. Anyway, where are we? Okay, here we... Here's... While Trump was... While, uh, what's-his-face? Let me see. Was telling the donor class, Richard Burr was telling the donor class about how, uh, this is real. Here's a really good montage someone put together listing the dates of Trump's lies about the coronavirus. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. We think we have it very China. under control. We pretty much shut it down. Coming in from China. Uh, April, China. Supposedly it dies with the hotter weather. When it gets warm, uh, historically, that has been able to kill the virus. The people are getting better. They're all getting better. And the 15 within a couple better. of days is going to be down to Can close you believe to this zero. Shit? It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. And you'll be fine. Uh, they can have vaccines, I think, Unbelievable. Not only the vaccines, but the therapies. Therapies is sort of another word for cure. We're talking about very small numbers in the United States. Our numbers are lower than just about anybody. It's really working out. And a lot of good things are going to happen. And we are responding with great speed and professionalism. What? Are you it's going to go away. Yeah. No, I don't take responsibility at all. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This came up. So good. It, it came up so suddenly. So strong. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. The coronavirus. You know that, right? Coronavirus. Ooh. And this is their new hoax. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early, we went early. We could have- We went early where? We're doing great. Our country is doing so great. Unbelievable. Here's another montage. Words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all. How concerned are you? Well, we pretty much shut it down. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in- The lies. While Richard Burr is telling his, his real, constituents, his donors, while he's telling them that this is going to be like the pandemic, the flu pandemic of, to, of the early part of the last century, where how many people died in that pandemic? 
million or something like that? More than a million? Pandemic. Let's see. 1980 flu pandemic. 500 million people became infected with the virus. In 1980, influenza pandemic was the most severe pandemic in recent history. It caused... It was caused by an H1N1 virus with genes of avian origin. Although there is not a universal consensus regarding where the virus originated, it wasn't a Chinese virus, I guess, right? Regarding where the virus originated, it spread worldwide during 1918 and 1919. In the United States, it was first identified in military personnel. Well, it must be the military virus then, right? No, 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 you can't. Blame our soldiers. Re- support the troops. No matter what. It is an estimate, as estimated that 500 million people, or one-third of the world's population, became infected with the virus. The number of deaths was estimated to be 50 million worldwide. Unbelievable. With about 675,000 in the United States. Could you imagine? Well, you don't have to imagine, because now... We have this gigantic orange virus infesting our body politic and his Republican enablers doing all they can to keep the virus going, to spread it, to spread the virus amongst the American people, the lies. What do you think this is? This whole country is sick because we have this orange asshole Lying, pathologically lying. And every day, MSNBC and other news so-called organizations plop a camera in front of this orange liar and let him rip with the lies. I don't understand why. No wonder many of our fellow Americans who are stupid enough to believe this shit, shitty con man, this failed Con man. He is a failed con man. Well, actually, he's not. Got to give credit where credit's due. He is probably the most successful con man in the history of the world, in the history of grifters, considering how far he's conned. He's conned his way into the highest executive office. Unfortunately, he found out when you become president, even if you become president despite receiving fewer votes and because you have a tiny fragile ego who was, that was wounded by the real president who preceded you, someone who knew what the hell he was doing. So you went in there to spite him. You became the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes by tickling racist funny bones, just like you did when you're you you went for the ro- the lowest common denominator with uh with, with all his other cons. You don't have to be a, a clever person. You just have to have no morals. You have to be willing to say and do whatever to get power. So just like when he was when we were talking about in the last show, the Trump network vitamins. He didn't give a shit if they hurt people, what these vitamins were, or if the test was full, like just a bogus test, or was it, what was it testing? This urine test. He actually got suckers to pee in a Trump-branded pee cup and mail it 
The poor postal workers had to carry people's pee in a tr- with a Trump, and you know whatever it was, it was carried in. It, I'm sure it wasn't f- sealed in a proper way. So they had to carry this your urine if you're that much of a sucker. But there's one, a sucker born every minute. That's the thing. And Trump and Z's are living proof. But to uh, it, it's the. Um, he didn't care what the consequences of taking these non-FDA-approved fake vitamins were on the people who were taking them. He didn't give a shit. It's the same thing here. He just went. For, he he tickled whatever th- triggered uh, whatever fear in them to get them to buy his crappy non-FDA-approved vitamins. But, and selling them a bill of goods. It's the same thing with the presidential, uh, with his candidacy. He saw the fissures of disunity in the country and he exploited it. He knows what, that, that the rich are getting richer off our backs. He knows the, that the, the American people have been getting the short end of the stick. And he understands how racist this country is. So instead of he's not he's not legitimately seeking office as a as a as a leader as somebody who can challenge their uh, the to bring out the best in people. No, he's tickling racist funny bones. That's his gig. That's what he does. That's all he knows. It's a con. How do you con here? Okay, okay, here in politics, you tickle racist funny bones. Sort of like when you sell somebody uh, a, uh, a phony degree at Trump University, you don't, you don't go at it through the racist angle. You, you say you're going to be as successful as me. Uh, you're going to be rich. You're go- you, you go at it by using that angle. And the same when he goes after the, the people's votes, you know, go to the lowest common denominator. How do you, okay, divide and conquer. What's the easiest, oldest trick in the book? Divide and conquer along racial lines. Reagan did it. George Bush did it. They all did it. They, but they used dog whistles. Republicans have always done this. Conservatives have always done this. Divide and conquer. The only difference is that Trump, he doesn't know nuance. He can't do it. He's not smart enough to do nuance anyway. And he has no shame. He's a sociopath. So what does he care? He, the, the problem with Trump, with, with these Republicans, who in the beginning were all against him, now we know have, they've all joined in. They've, this is Trump's party now. Is that... Trump was saying the quiet part out loud. Use the dog whistles and they would have been fine with him. If he, if he just didn't say it as blatantly and openly as he did. Coddling Nazis. Tickling racist funny bones. Of course. What are the, they do the same things. Mitt Romney, all of them. We're all supposed to think how normal Mitt Romney is. Oh, he's one of the good ones because every now and then he'll stand up 
and say uh, he's very concerned about something Trump did. But he's just, Mitt Romney is just as racist. They've been doing it their entire lives. What, do you, what is it uh, talking about uh, their dignity of work? All this shit. Social safety net hammock. What do you think they're saying? It's the Lee Atwater strategy, right? When he said, when Lee Atwater, who was Carl Rove's mentor, but even though Lee Atwater, the story we know is Lee Atwater died young. He got brain cancer in his, I think he was in his early 40s. But he had already done so much damage. And when he got this disease, he spent the last few months of his life calling people that he had harmed, all of the politicians he had harmed, to beg them for forgiveness for all the harm he had done to this country. And Lee Atwater, there's a famous quote of where Lee Atwater says, here, I'm trying to find it. I have it. I just can't open up the damn thing. In 1981, the famed Republican political operative, yeah, we'll just put that there for a second, explained to an interview how his party had learned to exploit racial antagonism using dog whistles. You start out in 1954 by saying N-word, N-word, N-word. I'm not saying that word, but he says the full word. But by the late 1960s, that hurts you, backfires. So you say stuff like forced busing, states' rights, and all that stuff. And you're getting so abstract. Now you're talking about cutting taxes. And all these things you're talking about are totally economic things. And a byproduct of them is blacks get hurt worse than whites. Well, the dog whistle days are over. And Republicans are pretty much back to saying N-word, N-word, N-word. This is a, an article by Paul Krugman in, um, in July of 2019 It's a, that he titles Racism, Racism Comes Out of the Closet. The dog whistle days are over. Everyone knows on Sunday Donald Trump attacked four progressive members of Congress saying that they should go back and fix the, and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came. As it happens, three of the four were born in the U.S., and the fourth is a duly naturalized citizen. All are, however, women of color. Sorry, there's no way to both sides this or claim that Trump didn't say what he said. This is racism, plain and simple, nothing abstract about it. And Trump obviously isn't worried that it will backfire. See, there you go, right? You don't, you don't see Mitt Romney or any of these other Republicans, all these, the so-called normal Republicans, the centrists, the ones you can reason with, they're still on the Trump train. They're on board with him. They might think it's unfortunate or concerning. I'm so, what is, what's her face? 
Susan Collins, that useless bitch. What does she, what does she have to say? I'm disappointed. Right, of course. I'm disappointed. Always disappointed. Very concerned. But she'll still vote with Trump 99.9% of the time. She'll still vote with or for him. Same thing with Mitt Romney. What do you think Mitt Romney did? He's there enabling the agenda of this, this filthy racist. He's empowered this filthy scumbag racist who is, who's unfit, completely unfit to, to lead a reality TV show, much less a modern nation, as we see all of this is their fault. Now, do you think if Obama was in office that we'd be in the boat we're in? Absolutely not. If this was a, a pandemic of this proportion during Obama, we would be prepared for it. You're goddamn right. They would have been preparing for it instead of lying about it. Incessant lies. We have contained this, I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. It's going to be down to close to zero. It's going to disappear. It's like a miracle. It will disappear. Like a miracle. Yeah. They're going to have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. Look at these idiots applauding. That you're not taking this seriously enough. That's CNN, fake news. The president say, for yeah, example, fake news. he's going to continue with, with political rallies. Is this sending the right message? Going to I want rally. them to have rallies, There's no though. no reason that you shouldn't go. It's really go, please. Hands. Uh, in our line of work, uh, you shake hands. No, I don't take responsibility at all, but it's something that we have tremendous control of. I How would you rate your response to this crisis? I'd rate it a 10. A 10. A 10 out of 10, he said. Long before it was called a pandemic. That's from an organization called the Rule of Law Republicans, who will all vote for Joe Biden, because he's like the best Republican they could have hoped for. Here's Trump today at the press conference that he's giving every day and that the corporate media does nothing but plop a camera in front of him and let it rip. Why are they doing this? We all know that Trump is a liar and he's spreading misinformation about the coronavirus. And we are supposed to be, this is what they write about. Oh, his tone changed. His tone. Well, that's a fucking important so, uh, this is why. Oh, I don't even know what to say. This is why this country is swirling around the to- the toilet bowl. Well, that's important. Your tone, the tone of the con man has changed. The tone, like that's effing important. Instead of saying, this sociopath, this filthy, racist, lying waste of human DNA needs to shut his effing orange lie hole and get his ass just go back to your stupid to the White House that public housing that we pay for because you've been riding the American people your entire life like a fucking lamprey you've attached on to the goddamn federal treasury now you and your useless heirs your useless sons and daughter 
your bitch of a daughter who's married to that other slumlord who's just like daddy? Get out of here and shut the door behind you and shut the F up and get change the Wi-Fi password in the White House so the idiot can't keep tweeting. Or maybe just don't even tell him. How would he know? I guess he would know when they stop on the corporate media having breaking news about Trump's tweets. And he'd wonder, gee, suddenly they don't have a whole panel of experts dissecting my tweet and my tone. As if that matters. This is why this country is down the drain. Worried about a, a con man? We're enabling. It's not, just, it's not just the Republicans enabling the con man. It's a whole apparatus of government and society enabling him. By pretending. That's the problem, too. By, be, by pretending that he is up to the task. That just because he has the role that he is somebody that, that needs this, that, that we should all look to. When do you just stop? Just stop. Stop playing hail to the chief when this con man walks in the door. Stop pretending that he is a legitimate president. He received fewer votes. If you want to use a legitimate excuse... To stop caring or stop following him or, or dissecting every move that he makes, including his tone, why don't you just keep saying he's lying? And don't ask him about the lies either. Don't say, do you take any responsibility? What's the point in that? You're wasting time. Get a, get a, they're wasting time trying to get to the bottom of this, of, of his psychological damage. And you're wasting America's time. Here's Trump at the press conference. Consider America to be on a wartime footing in terms of fighting this virus? I do. I actually do. I'm looking I at do. it that way because you know, if, uh, if it got out of control, the big thing we did was a very early uh, stoppage of people coming in who could be a, very, very heavily infected. Heavily infected. You can't be a little infected. They're heavily infected. That's what he keeps, he keeps touting how he was, that's the, the best decision that was made is shutting the border to Chinese people because they're heavily infected. Not, no more heavily infected than the, than the, the, the mind the weak-ass minds of the dumbasses who vote for him. Nothing like that infection. That's a pathological infection. Unfortunately, like every infection, when some of your body is sick, the entire body is sick. So our body politic is limping along because we got a lot of infection here. Thanks to the filthy fascist Republicans and their inability to govern their way out of a out of a paper bag much less a crisis they're not in government to help 
So when you need them, when something actually happens, they have a problem. You can only fake it so much. As we see what's going on with this other congressman, Richard Burr, who, I mean, is it Burr? Yeah, Burr, who, um, he's not, he's not concerned about helping his constituents. He's downplaying it to his constituents while he's insider trading. That's what they're there for. They're there to have fancy cocktail parties with fancy people and insider trade. That's about it. That's the Republican agenda. While cutting your lifeline, that's the other part. Making sure that the next pandemic is worse for all the damage they're going to do now. Trump and his payroll tax cut? Are you effing kidding me? That's what we need, an, ato- an, an assault on Social Security. So the next crisis that comes along, it'll be even worse. By then, there'll, there'll be no government at all. You'll have to go right to the church. They'll, be, they'll close the doors and pull up the, uh, the drawbridge of their gated communities. And you'll have to, it'll be like in the good old days of the dark ages where you went to the church for your charity. You don't look to the government. You toil in the field and you await your reward in heaven. You don't ask your betters for anything. They're not going to help you. If you were meant to be helped, if you were meant to have any value or to be considered, you would have been born rich. That's what they're. That's where it's going. And maybe uh, I tell you, uh, it's not just hyperbolic. Um, in uh, future generations, when anthropologists study this time and they go through all the YouTube clips, they'll see this one and say, "See, they weren't that stupid." Some of them knew what the hell was going on. They knew what was coming. Uh, that was a that was a very good move, and it was very early, very very early. When very most good people, move, including a lot of professionals, they didn't want us to do it. Uh, that really saved a lot <laughs> of lives. Unbelievable. Yeah, I look at it. I, I view it as a, uh, in a sense, a wartime president. I mean, that's what we're fighting. I you mean, wish. It's a, it's a uh, it's a very tough situation. So You're, tough. Say very you again, things. though. You have to, you have to close parts of an economy that. Six weeks ago, we're, we're booming, the best ever amazing, we're the best economy we've ever had. And then ever. one day, you have to close it down in order to defeat this enemy. And uh, but we're doing it, and we're doing it well. And I, I tell well, you, we're the doing it well. Incredible, for the most part, they've been really. For incredible. the most part, not all, not some of the fat losers and haters. They're they're not doing. They're not well. They're not doing a great job. Unbelievable where we live. Well, here's, let's see, hold on a second here. Let's, I'm looking at Twitter. Oh, Cash App, Code Green. What's going on with Cash App? Everybody's begging for Cash App. Look at Francis rubbing his ass on the 
fucking rug. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. What's the matter? Why do you, why do you do that for him? I mean, we know why he does it. But why does he have to do it during the show? <laughs> this is what I mean. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin, and maybe we'll get a show at a, in a real show in our studio. I'm looking at you guys. Not many people here tonight, I have to say. I'm trying not to take it personally, but it is what it is. And I'm saying, because I say to myself, gee, should I even be doing this? You know what I mean? But there are people here. In fact, Haiku, Anthony is here. Patricia, of course, Steve. Hello, Steve Grossman. Who else is here? Antonia, hello. Resist Evolve, hello. Terry Taylor, hello. Who else is here? Greg was here. I don't know if he's gone. Did I miss anyone? I'm looking at the YouTube chat. And I'm looking, what time is it now? Okay. What time do we start the show? It's only been, well, maybe I'll get off the air in 45 minutes. And then it'll be two hours. And I'll say to myself, nobody cares. I'll, I'll be depressed a little bit. But it's not like I haven't been depressed before. Let's read about Richard Burr. Like we were saying. Senator Richard Burr dumped up to $1.7 million of stock after reassuring public about coronavirus preparedness. What the hell is he? See, the effing Senate and the so-called People's House have more millionaires now than any other time in American history. And that's not supposed to be the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be representative of the people. Now, I would love if, it would be great if everybody in the American, if it wasn't less than 50% of the population were in the middle class as it is now. If we had the, the proportion of millionaires were the proportion of Congress. The percentage of millionaires in Congress is at 50%, while amongst the American public, it's at 1%. This is considered half true by PolitiFact, which often gets things wrong anyway. They, they like to split hairs on PolitiFact. Yes, Congress has a disproportionate share of millionaires, but the claims numbers are off. With income inequality a persistent hot topic in Democratic presidential primary, it's not surprising that a familiar meme is circulating on Facebook claiming that Congress is far richer than the public. The Facebook post says that 50% of Congress is made up of millionaires compared with only 1% of America as a whole. Similar Facebook posts have circulated at least since 2011, but we wanted to find more current numbers. 
unlike many of the statements we fact check on Facebook, this one has some truth to it. Well, just a little. Don't worry about it. You could still pull yourself up by your bootstraps and beg Cash App for maybe uh, Cash App will give you $25 to go towards your cancer treatment. A key analysis showed that close to half of the Senate and Senate and House members are millionaires. We couldn't find that source that said 1% of the American public are millionaires, but we know it's far less than in Congress. This is what I hate about PolitiFact. Like, shut up, PolitiFact, with this sh- It's really... I don't know. The post was recently flagged as part of Facebook's efforts to combat false news. Many members of Congress are millionaires, the Facebook post says. Let that sink in and tell me again how you become a multimillionaire earning $174,000 annually. It's true. That is the salary for members of the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate with leadership positions paying slightly more. But many members were wealthy before they arrived. Oh, well, there you go. Meaning that only rich people can run for Congress because you have to be rich. Money makes money, right? The Center for Responsive Politics compiles financial disclosures of members of Congress. Those disclosed forms do not require exact values, so the reports show the values of assets and liabilities. Oh, even they have liabilities, but they'll work it out by insider trading. So where is this? Here we go. Intelligence Chair Richard Burr's sell-off came around the time he was receiving daily briefings on the health threat. So they were, they were fully aware. And so was Twitler when he was out there saying, it's going to be a miracle. It's going to go away. Poof. It's going to be one day the, the sun will shine and there'll be no virus anywhere. And everything's a hoax. It's still a Democrat hoax. Democrat hoax. Soon after, he offered public assurances that the government was ready to battle the coronavirus. The, public, the powerful chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Richard Burr, sold off a significant percentage of his stocks, unloading between 628000 and $1.72 million of his holdings. Like, fuck you, Richard Burr, you scumbag. This is a scumbag. Uh, no offense to scumbags, frankly, because a scumbag has a purpose. Where would you put your scum? I, I say we can't insult scumbags by comparing them to Republicans because Republicans have no purpose except to ingratiate and enrich themselves on the backs of the American people. Who is Richard Burr? He's got, a, he's got enough stock to sell off 1.72 million of his holdings. That's only 1.72 million of it. How is he getting rich? Well, we know. He's insider trading. Of course he is. He knows the scale of the pandemic, and he is not stupid. If he was not a senator, why isn't this triggering an FEC 
investigation. As the head of the Intelligence Committee, Burr, a North Carolina Republican, has access to the government's most highly classified information about the threats to America's security. His committee was receiving daily coronavirus briefings around this time, according to a Reuters story. A week after Burr's sales, the stock market began a sharp decline and has lost about 30% since. On Thursday, Burr came under fire after NPR obtained a secret recording from February 27th in which the lawmaker gave a VIP group and at an exclusive social club a much more dire preview of the economic impact of the coronavirus than what he told the public. Senator Burr filed a financial disclosure form for personal transactions made several weeks before the U.S. and financial markets showed sign of volatility due to the growing coronavirus outbreak, his spokesman said. As the situation continues to evolve daily, he has been deeply concerned about the steep, sudden, and uh, the steep and sudden toll this pandemic has taken on our economy. Burr is not particularly wealthy. What? Burr is not a particularly wealthy member of the Senate. Talk about living in a bubble. Roll Call estimated his net worth is around $1.7 million in 2018, indicating that the February sales significantly shaped his financial fortunes and spared him some of the pain that many Americans are now facing. He's not particularly wealthy with $1.7 million. Holy shit. When... How many Americans can't handle a $400 emergency? Unbelievable. And these motherfuckers have the nerve to say that they represent us. He's not a particularly wealthy member of the Senate? I don't understand. Who is this writer? Robert Farcucci and Derek Willis. How much they got in the bank writing for ProPublica? Maybe I'm in the wrong biz. He was one of the authors authors of the Pandemics and All Hazards Preparedness Act, which shapes the nation's response to public health threats like coronavirus. Burr's office did not respond to requests for comments about what sort of briefing materials, if any, on the coronavirus threat Burr may have seen as the chair of the Intelligence Committee before, selling, before his selling spree. According to the NPR report, Burr told attendees of the luncheon held at the Capitol Hill Club, There's one thing I can tell you about this. It's much more aggressive in its transmission than anything we've seen before in recent history. It's probably more akin to the 1918 pandemic. He warned that companies might have to curtail their employees' travels, that schools can close, and that the military might be mobilized to compensate for overwhelmed hospitals. Well, that's all happening. The luncheon was organized by the Tar Heel Circle, a club for businesses and organizations in North Carolina that are charged up to $10,000 for membership and are promised interaction with top leaders and staff from Congress. Fuck you. 
$10,000 member. I'm asking you guys to be a patron. And this bitch is having meetings uh, at uh, and telling the elites, this is for real, sell your goddamn... I mean, he can't come right out and say it, sell your goddamn stock, but, you know... Mama didn't raise no stupid grifter. You don't get rich in Congress unless you're a crook, according to Harry Truman, but here you go. He's one of the less well-heeled members of the Senate with only nearly two million in assets. Fucking scums. While the American people are like, should I go on Cash App or shall I beg on GoFundMe for my medical care? That, that's the choice. We, have, we like choice here in America, whether we, who we beg for a trickle. And then they can write a good news story. Isn't that, oh, that's what they were saying, too. So many good news stories happening, too, amongst all the bad news. Like, what? Somebody, uh, oh, if you're, like, some of the rich people who have tickets to plays, instead of getting refunds on their play, they're donating it to the struggling actors. Well, that's good. Just got to beg. Beg your betters for a trickle. We'll get through this together. Notice how fast they went and bailed out the stock market, though, right? And they keep hearing all the time on the, on the so-called liberal media how the stocks are doing. When the American people... How many people have stocks? Not as many as uh, in the regular working class than the 1%. And this is why the Republicans transferred this is what they do whenever they get their bony greedy fingers around the neck of power they they manipulate society into their uh their their kiss up kick down dog eat dog world and they changed our defined pension guarantees into 401k's that whole 401k thing is a ruse to get average Americans into the stock market so they could think like they're just like they're just like you the rich are just like they're just like me and the fact is most Americans don't have stocks still and the other thing about this 401k 401ks are a pale a, a poor comparison to guaranteed pensions when you have a pension it pays you a certain amount every month until you die, and then it could go to your heir if, you're, if you have a spouse that you support. Well, good luck now, right? Now you need, you need two incomes because it used to be you could survive on one income, a one-income family, and have a decent middle-class life. But that 401K is the Republican way to and guaranteed retirement in this country. This is why one-third of the American people can't retire. And when they find they get to the reti- retirement age with a 401k, it's not, it doesn't last. 
because you're on the whims of the market. And people aren't, because most people are living check to check, you can't put money away. So it's always a rainy day. And that's why Republicans suck and they're unfit. They should not be in leadership. They need to be a permanent minority party. That's all they're good for. They couldn't, they, they're not supposed to have power. Because every time you give them power, they suck. They suck at it. They fuck you over. They rape and pillage the land until there's nothing left. Until the, until the ice caps melt and the f- polluted rivers and, and the mountains are blown, the tops of the mountains are blown off. And every animal is suffering in a, in a gestation crate. This is what they do. And the American people are eating pig penises and vulvas and toenails. You think I'm being off the wall? Look it up. The damn Republicans, Trump, your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ Trump, Unrolled back FDA regulations at the at the murder house and the slaughter uh, when they're you know the murder line. Not only is the murder line sped up, but now you can they're allowing for pig penises, vulvas, feces, toenails, shit that you that you can't eat because you weren't built that way. You're not you can't digest that. It makes you sick. But that's allowed into the food supply. Now, thank you, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Trump. But that's what Republicans do. That's the only reason they're there. You see, that's how smart they are. In, when a, in a government that works for all, in a civilization that works for all, we, should, we understand, as a government, we get together as a, as a people, we form a government that says, if you are too stupid to not have a business that doesn't, that, that doesn't pollute, that doesn't make the American people eat pig penises and toenails, then you don't have a business. You're not fit to have a business because these are the standards. We have standards here in civilization and we respect the American people we respect each other enough that we set these standards and if you can't meet those standards then you're not fit to own a a business until you're fit enough to own a business and that hires people that you have to treat people decent if you can't pay your people a decent living wage then oh well Find something else to do. Go drive an Uber like the rest of us. But that's what Republicans do. They get rid of regulation. This is all that they're doing every day at these effing meetings that the corporate media plops a camera in front of and lets Trump rip his lies and blast them out all from sea to shining sea. This is what we hear. Oh, we're getting rid of the red tape, the bureaucracy, the... Uh, I really want that payroll tax cut. I really want... 
as if, oh, we did a great decisions here, uh, locking the board. A lot of people, uh, they said, no, don't do it, but these are great decisions. And when everything comes back, it's coming back more than you would ever see. No one's ever seen it. No one's ever seen it. It's bigger than you've ever seen. It's, uh, it's more pandemic than you've ever seen. But that, this is what Republicans do. They suck. So that's why when you have a crisis, you don't want a Republican in charge at all. You don't want them in charge when there's not a crisis because they make a crisis. This crisis is happening and they made it worse. Don't tell them that, though. Don't tell the dumbasses who are going to vote for them again, though, right? Americans can't f- afford a $400 emergency. And this effing Senator Burr, he thinks that's fine. He thinks he's a, he earns his paycheck. I think that these people... If you're the representative of a government of, that represents people where the majority of the Americans can't handle a $400 emergency, then you're failing. You're doing it wrong. But that, what am I saying? That's being naive. They're doing it correctly in their minds. That's the point. That's the point of conservatism. It is nothing. It's solely to make the rich richer and make themselves richer and kick down on the uppity working poor. Now, the middle class is the working class. The working class is the working poor. There is no middle class. That's the, the middle class. What? And I'm so I'm sick of it. I'm already hearing... They're saying, oh, they're going to have a relief, $1,000 for Americans. But now the Republicans, because they hate America, they hate democracy, they hate civilization, they only like neo-feudal, I got mine, sucks to be you, go die and uh, get your mansion in heaven. They're talking about, oh, they're going to means test everything because you got to be on the balls of your ass. Or if you're middle class, if you're somebody who makes uh, whatever, if you really are middle class, this is a good way. You can't make everything uh, for everybody. You can't make it belong to all of us because you need the middle class resentful of the poor and the people lower on the, on the ladder. You got to have them fighting with the poor. You got to have them kicking down, not looking up. At the ones making it that way. These filthy, filthy bastards. <sighs> Mamma mia. Where is everybody? I'm taking attendance later. What's going on? On this chat room. What's going? I'm going to try on a different device, Antonio says. What's the matter? Antonio, you can't get my show? 
And we have a Discord channel. I'll get back to the regularly scheduled programming in a second. Before I forget. I don't forget. It's just that time goes by. And then I'm like, holy shit. I want to say thank you to the patrons. The ones who keep this show going. You do it. Because you do. If there were no patrons, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm out of here. I'm going to sit around and play video games or something. And turn off the news. And not think about it for my mental health but no we're in this together and I appreciate you guys for meeting me halfway we need about a thousand more of you but this is where we start you only start a journey one step at a time a wise person once said and I want to thank Randall and Michael Haiku of course Shannon, Andrew, Max, John, and Michael D. Paradu, Mark, Michael C., Lord Wafflecat, Stephen K., Katie O., Jane C., Peter R., Susan S., Anthony S., Michael L. D., Joey B., and Jeffrey, his friend Jeffrey the Giraffe. Greg, of course, and Tony, and Patricia, friend and patron and Discord community member, Robert, De um, David, Antonia, our new friend and very active participant in the Tarabuster community, Richard, Kathleen, Mary C., Mark F., Joan Z., Martin S, K, Deborah W, Cynthia, Dwayne, James S, Martin S, Jim A, Gail P, and Daniel S, another amazing contributor and participant in the chat. Of course, we have Kim and James K, James K F, James F, actually. Cynthia, Andrea S, Sam S, Kathleen, I put Sam's name on twice, I didn't mean that, and PayPal, we also have the original OG Tarabuster supporters, before we had a Patreon page, we have some Tarabuster supporters who supported through PayPal, Elizabeth, Robert, Jean, Michael D, Dia, and Andrea. You guys, you make me want to get out of bed in the morning, for real. I want to do the show. You make me want to do the show. I do. I do. Even though tonight I'm a little bit, I'm a little sad. <laughs> I don't know. I'm very critical of myself. So every week when we do the show, I do see, I see numbers going in the right direction. We're getting more views we're getting more people coming to the show as we're doing it live so i say oh wow we are it's making a difference right that's what i say but then when i see tonight we have hardly anybody on the stream um not that you guys are you guys are somebody 
But then I'm like, shit, maybe I'm failing. I don't know. Not that, whatever. You only fail when you give up. That's the bottom line. We will not fail. We will not give up. We'll never give up. That's how you win. You don't, you never stop. It doesn't mean how many times you fall. It's, did you get up every single time? Then you're still in the game. You're still winning. So, we will win. And, uh, yeah, it might take a while. <laughs> but we will win. We will win. God damn it. We're winning. You're winning when you never give up. And you never shut the F up. So, just like when Bernie, they're saying, oh, Bernie, why don't you shut up and get behind Joe Biden, drop out of the race? No, honey, because we have to win. We have to advance the, the truth, the policies that built this middle class uh, that Reaganomics and Clintonomics destroyed. You have to not give up. You have to bring your agenda to the table and the power behind it. We have the wind beneath our wings for our agenda. If this crisis doesn't say what we need, I don't know what does, because we can go either way. They will try, as they might, to enact their conservative kiss-up, kick-down policies like the payroll tax cut, but... We will have to counter with the things that actually work, like a new New Deal, like universal health care, like living wages, retirement security, sick leave, guaranteed paid sick leave for all, not just somebody with a means test who means test. That's why Republicans love mean testing, means testing and, and the Clinton wing, the DLC wing. They love mean te- means testing because they like to divide us. We're either an American citizen or we're not. We're in this together or we're not. And the way they have set it up uh, and ha- they have created the United States of Serfs and Lords. And that's why the only way forward, they keep saying, oh, is together. We'll get through this together. Well, then stop dividing us, scumbags. We're in this together. Yeah, we know that. Republicans don't know that. That's why FDR made Social Security belong to everyone. So they couldn't cut it. So they couldn't attack it, even though they're trying. You see how much they try. And sometimes they get help from the Democratic wing, the DLC wing of the Democratic Party. It sometimes helps the filthy fascist conservatives cut Social Security. But this is why you have to have a, a Democratic Socialist regulations on the rapacious capitalist conservatives because not uh, uh, every single day isn't sunny and 72 degrees out. Sometimes it's a rainy day, and sometimes there's a a goddamn monsoon. And whether it it happens to us all or our families or just certain parts, certain segments, and certain people, 
shouldn't matter. We should all be concerned when a crisis hits somebody else that if they can't go to a doctor, if they don't have sick pay, because it affects us all, ultimately. Of course it does. That family that you sent to work, despite the fact that he, like, say, a worker is sick, that, that worker could spread the sickness, not just coronavirus, it could be something else, tuberculosis, it could be anything. If you don't have a living wage or where you can't put money away for a rainy day and then you don't have any sick leave, so you can't stay home if you're sick or you don't have, I mean, on and on, protections for all of us. And it, and it matters. It, it affects the rich whether they know it or not. Oh, I'm so sick of it. Constantly explaining what it means, how to be a human to these freaks. For God's sakes. Why should we, why should I have to explain this? It's not rocket science and they understand it. That's the thing that's so gross is that they know it. They know it already. They know it's true. That's why they have to stop it. Because, like I always say, it's my, my hypothesis is being proven true all the time. Ultimately, it's because they don't like democracy. If they liked democracy, if they wanted a democracy, they would protect it and cultivate it. They would want a economically vibrant and engaged and educated working class. They would have democracy in the workplace, otherwise known as unions. They would look at a functioning middle class as the sign of success. Not how many rich people they made or how many stocks they insider traded. These effing freaks. The lies. Holy shit. You want to see something disgusting? (laughs) I got something for you right here. Today, I want to speak with you about coronavirus and what it means for you and your family. While changes need to be made... Shh, shh, shh. Everybody, hush. Hush, hush, hush. The third trophy wife of a pathologically lying, tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes is pretending to care. Everyone, gather around and be comforted by trophy wife number three. It's so nice to know. It's sort of like FDR's fireside track. Like Eleanor Roosevelt. Now she was out there working for human rights. We have trophy wife number three, working to calm the, the American people, looking to her as the mother of our nation, the nude model trophy wife of a con man, of a pathologically lying, unfit to lead a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation con man, grifter, scumbag, greed-centered ghoul who played a successful businessman on reality TV. 
but bankrupted every business he ever put his bony short fingers around. Everyone, listen, listen. Here we go. Now, this is not how this we will live forever. Our Look at her. This is not how we live forever. She's all pulling her model. All her modeling creds are getting a workout here. We'll return to school. We'll return to school. We will return to shopping sprees and wearing a shirt that says, I don't really care. A $5,000 jacket that says, I don't really care. I could go to the middle of a monsoon with a jacket that says, I do not care. But now I have to pretend to care. Look at my beady eyes. Sort of like the way I look. I don't like looking at, I was going to say, the way that I look at my orange sugar daddy when he's, well, it's not really making love. But I like, I like to look away when we do it doggy style because I don't want to see him. I want to look at my checkbook. I want to write out checks when he's... Or I like, now that we have Venmo, I can Venmo my, my favorite fashion designer. But when I perform my wifely duties for, it's almost, it is what it is. But I am the American dream, a, a nude model escort. We, who hasn't had a dream? about being a nude model escort who hooks up with a greedy con man in a disco tech, a married man, and has an affair that be propels you to the highest executive office in the land. We've all had that American dream. It belongs to all of us, and we're in this together. We'll return to work. We will gather at the... And you better believe you will return to work. I wouldn't know what work is. Because work to me is uh, walking naked on uh, six-inch pumps. Trust me, that's work. And work is also enduring the smaller-than-average penis of a... Mario Kart looking penis, I know, I know. How dare she tell his deepest, darkest secret. But look at my beady eyes, my beady, soulless eyes. I, I worked for days and hours in the mirror. Now that's my regular Thursday routine, but I was looking at myself. And saying, self, you're looking very human. We must get the camera crew in here quickly to give a word of inspiration to the stupid, stupid morons who cheer this con man. I know he's a con man. What do you expect? I'm a con woman. You don't get to be the third trophy wife of a of a failed reality TV star.
and not learn a few tricks of your own. <laughs> the worship, concerts, and concerts, many good concerts where you can drown out the sounds of that that's that orange dictator envy and con man that i call my darling my darling is a very good chance you're not going to die <laughs> oh well, that's comforting I urge you to stay connected to family and loved ones oh, through the thank video you. chats. Video chats, like the way I'm chatting with you. Through a video and the modern technology. If I weren't, if I never met my orange dream boat, I would probably be on a video chat right now on some kind of pay-per-view porno site. But... Thankfully, I'm speaking to you all now from the comfort of this public housing complex, this dump. There's hardly any gold gilded chairs here, but I'm working on that. In my dystopian nightmare, found not my uh, dystopian nightmare architectural dream style that I'm bringing to you people, you, you uncultured people. Thankfully, I am here and my parents are here too, but we have to go on video chat. My parents who got to be American citizens from chain migration, uh, like that's the kind of chain migration that my beautiful orange dream boat is trying to prevent you and your families from taking advantage of to come into this shithole country. I don't know why you want to come here because wherever you are, you probably have universal health care, not here. Oh, don't worry. I have health care. I am Melania. I am the third trophy wife. Watch as I comfort you. Phone calls, social media, and other <laughs> safe technologies. Please be sure to follow CDC guidelines, which can be found. Even CDC from the lying, corrupt, deep staters who tell you things like wash your hands, don't touch your face, and don't go to a Trump rally. It's all a ruse, they said. At first. Why would you trust the deep state? But I'm telling you now to trust the deep state because it's not looking good for my orange dream boat. And if I have to return to Fifth Avenue, I'm gonna divorce him quicker than you can say, ching ching, ring me up. Here's my, my American Express Black card. At coronavirus.gov <laughs> or cdc.gov, along with other information and resources. Resources that are from the fake deep state. We were telling you it was fake, but that's not working out. It's actually coming here. We were hoping we would get a lot of mileage out of our racist Chinese virus, but obviously it's... Hey, my orange dreamboat is dancing as fast as he can, but it's not working. 
So here I am, comforting you, you dum-dums. Stay safe. <laughs> and remember, while many of us are apart, we are all in this together. We are all in this. That's, I gotta grab that. <laughs> That's going on the clips of audio. While many of us are apart, this part here. we are all in this together. <laughs> we are all in this together. Except when we're cutting your lifelines. Then you're on your own. I don't really care, do you? Anyway, what a nightmare. Can you believe that's the first lady? Trophy wife, number three. At least we didn't get a message from Donald Trump Jr. Could you imagine? <laughs> what, I wonder what Donald Trump Jr. is doing right now. Let's see what's on his Twitter feed. Because I'm sure it's something useless. It's probably something involving death or murder. Oh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. New York hatchet, New York Times hatchet job. Oh, this is three hours ago. Ambassador Fisher has helped evacuate over 10,000 Americans already and more every day, but you won't know it by reading this article. Oh, he's on the, the Twitter machine saying how everything is a lie. Americans feeling stranded abroad. I feel completely abandoned. Don't believe the press believe the useless spawn of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man who received fewer votes. Oh, guys. I'm looking at the time. I'm trying to find you now. I can't find you. No, and I'm feeling like everybody, nobody loves me. I'm really feeling that. You see how I'm like Trump. <laughs> no, I'm not. I just felt needy for a second. And I thought to myself, oh, no. That's like Trump. I'm not like him in that sense. But I started, I get very self-critical. So anyway, when people don't show up at the show, I'm getting the hint. I'm going to probably wrap it up. We are all in this together. Remember, also, we have a Discord page. I have just posted the link on the YouTube chat. Because even when we are not together, we are together. We are in this together. So I, I, I know I had more shit to talk about, but we will get back together on... Uh, what day? Saturday. And I w here's another thing here. Well, let's play this for a second. That are joining us today. Today is an, an opportunity Look at him. Uh, to talk like about the petulant little child. On, uh, I won't eat it. I won't. Uh, on testing, on supplies. I won't uh, eat my... We understand my as, uh, as, as FEMA's... Eat my uh, peas. As FEMA's... Uh, uh, Look at that fucking face. That, uh, this effort through and for those on the podcast, Trump is sitting, listening to Pence with crossed arms. With he, because he's upset that his his scam isn't working. It's he has to work, and he's not getting any good press. 
not <clears throat> the way he thinks he deserves. Will be locally executed, state managed, and federally supported. Uh, and I want all the governors to know that uh, we are with you every step of the way. Uh, we are absolutely determined at the president's direction to make sure that you have the resources uh, and the support uh, as you see to Whatever. the health and well-being of your communities. We commend the governors at this point, Mr. President, uh, as we Ugh. told the country today. Um, the, and that's the other thing. When when they have this, the press conferences, they all start, especially Pence. I don't know what. Well, we know Pence is like, a, he's a closet case. But the over-the-top praising of Twitler, it's sickening. But we understand. We, we're used to it. They all have to get up there and thank you, Mr. President, for if it wasn't for your decisive leadership and we're meeting these needs of this pandemic and we're addressing it in decisive, quick, strong action taken by every member of this team we're all we're working 24 hours a day mr president thanks to you under your leadership it's so embarrassing it's right out of kim jong-un well we know he loves kim jong-un that's his role model three states uh, are look at trump 50 percent of the coronavirus cases in America today. So we're focusing resources at the point of the need. Uh, the governors in those states, their state health officials are, are responding with great professionalism and great speed. Uh, we'll continue yeah, to yeah. support those that are directly impacted. But uh, by standing up through your national emergency declaration, right. Mr. President, standing oh, yes. up FEMA, Thanks to you. standing up the National Response Coordination Center, uh, we, we want our governors, we want all of our state and local health officials yeah, to know yeah. that we are, as you say, bringing the full full weight of the federal government to bear to support our states and our local communities and that we'll get through this coronavirus and we'll get through this together. I agree with that 100%. Oh, Thank you very much. And for the media, here goes useless. Uh, I guess perhaps you're going to stand aside. We're going to have the screen right behind you. Oh, so here's the we'll thing. This was on MSNBC. The different governors were calling in to Trump. And here's Trump working. Here's a little glimpse into, I guess they invited the cameras in because they wanted to show that Trump is on it. You see, here's he... Here's Trump on the job. Let's watch the genius, the master at work. Uh, opening this up to the governors, if that's okay, please. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We're waiting for somebody to come in. I can hear you fine. Thank you, Brian. I just want to thank thank you all for the constant communication. Ew, in on Trump's to, face. Uh, yeah. To stand theme up at level one, appreciate HHS and all that they have done. I had just three quick things. Look at things. his face. He still has time to go tanning. It's bizarre. His white circles around his eyes are really pronounced. I guess that's how he... I don't know, maybe he takes his Adderall and goes, lays down in the tanning bed. But, yeah, he's got a lot of time. He's on watching Fox News. He's watching all the coverage of himself. And that's why he's sitting there like a little, like a child. Like a child who pooped his diaper. 
Well, this he's not really like a child who pooped his diaper. He's like a child who gets in trouble and he's punished by the normal people or his guardians and to get back at everybody he poops his diaper to show how much power he has. That's what children do sometimes like they'll poop their diaper to to sh- I stick it to you. I show you. But that's a toddler would do that. Well, we know what we're talking about. A 72, isn't he 72, 73? Year old toddler. I think he's 74 now. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Well, it's another day closer to death, thankfully, for him and for us, unfortunately. Because he's, and, and we're aging a lot rapidly, more rapidly than, than him. By the time we're done with this presidency, we're all going to look like Obama at the end of eight years. Uh, one, I just want to encourage you all to leave the... Dr- Trump is going to get more bloated and bloated and bloated, and we're going we're gonna to have no, nothing but gray hair at the end of this. ...for the National Guards with the governors. Okay. Uh, as you all know... Thanks. I, I think- Thanks. We, uh, we're on the front line I like, of the fight. I like it. I like it. See, this guy, the governor's calling in and saying, this is what we're going to do. And he's like, yeah, go with, go for it. Yeah, whatever. I like it. This fucking impress- apprentice. No, we're in the fight with you, but I believe that we can best make those directives Good. based on what's going Good. on in our state. I like that idea, Brian. That's done. I oh. like it. Well, thank, thank you, you, my lord. The second thing I had is... Uh, thank we- you. You like my idea, my lord. Thank you. Look at Trump in action. Decisive, strong, powerful. Never seen it before. Like nobody's ever seen leadership like this. Roaring back leadership. Bigger, larger... More engorged leadership than you've bigger than you've ever seen. Like nobody's ever seen. Thank you for standing up the federal medical facility um, close to Dobbins Air Force Base. As you all know, we had many passengers from the Grand Princess in Georgia, almost 500. They were from all over the country. We were glad to work with you all to support. Our neighbors from other states, including yeah. 31 Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Can I get out of here? I got a hamburger waiting for me. 200 people there right There's now. There's a piece of dead um, meat. We have got I had to shove in my carcass. Well but I want to encourage you, <clears throat> when those visitors leave, I would like for you to he consider leaving. He is looking really orange. Facility stood up to help us with the surge that we're seeing in our, especially at Metro Atlanta area hospitals. Look at hospitals. this. Unbelievable. Uh, so keep that. This is on the media. This is MSNBC. What is the point of sitting there watching Twitler do nothing? Go, I like it. I like it. That's what he did at the strip club, too. Yeah, I like it. I like that one. The table, if you're willing to consider that. Okay. And nope. the third thing, and I will, uh, Can I get back to watching Fox to News? To see uh, how they're covering this? What's their... Uh, how, uh, what the fake news is saying about me. I need to get back quickly to my bunker, my Twitter bunker, and seeing how my, the, uh, glimpse 
the window into the world of leadership is being perceived by the sheeple. A big idea, if you will, is, is the stimulus packages continue to move through the Congress. Uh, we created an economic impact. Breaking so news. Trump listens to somebody on the phone and says, I like it. Why is this going on MSNBC? What is the point? This is why. We're, where we are at, this is why. This is the media, ladies and gentlemen. That's your liberal media right here. Plop a camera in front of a con man, no matter what he's doing, and let it rip. It's not like there couldn't be any actual news going on somewhere. But before, all we got was, what, what, pundits talking about, Get b- mocking Bernie. I guess we can be somewhat relieved. Where's your mockery now, though, MSNBC? Of course they're going to mock Bernie and, and say he's got to get out of the race. But how funny it is that everything Bernie's been talking about is exactly the remedy we need. Unfortunately, it's a little too late. And they'll work as hard as they can to make sure it's a little too late for the next pandemic or the next crisis. Because every time we turn around, we're proven right yet again. Of course, we need universal health care in this country. We need a paid sick leave. We need mandatory paid sick leave. Guaranteed protections, a safety net that works for everybody, regardless whether you're below whatever income or above, that it's there if you need it. If you fall through the cracks, if you get sick, you get protections. You get to take a goddamn sick day. You don't have to go out and spread it around. How come we're always right? It's because these effing greedy bastards, they don't like democracy, they want an intergenerational aristocracy, and they will work as hard as they can to make sure that it doesn't break out. Democracy never truly breaks out. If we were a functioning democracy already, not only would we not have this con man in office, but we'd already have universal health care. We wouldn't be listening to a recording of Senator Robert Burr telling the donors that the pandemic is coming and then rushing out to make his illegal insider trade. Don't think he's the only one. For fuck's sake, I'm so fucking, I cannot handle it. These scumbags. Oh, we get oh we get trophy wife number three. We are in this together. Really? Since when? Because we've been saying that. The normal people, the Bernie bros, we say, not me, us. We don't leave people behind. But you, you Republicans and DLC Democrats, you've been leaving people behind for generations. And that's why we're here. 
That's why you have to get together in the middle of the night and run an emergency, throw some $1,000 at some of us. Don't get them too uppity, $1,000. Good luck. How come they're not saying how you're going to pay for it now? If this goes to show you how empty that rhetoric truly is. Because you pay for the things that you need. You don't ask. They never ask how you're going to pay for endless war. They don't ask how you're going to pay for a Wall Street bailout. They don't ask about that. Now they're not asking how you're going to pay for it. You pay. You don't have to worry about it in this country because we make our own money here. It's not backed by anything. It's not like other, you know, it's like it's not like uh, $1 equals one little gold bar in gold knocks. That's not how it works. We make our own we we make our own currency. They can make as much as they want. It's all bullshit. They just don't want us getting too uppity. They don't want the people getting too uppity. They want us to work and drop dead on command, on cue. Fuck, fuck you. Retire. Be born in a, in a, into a rich family. Or su- suck up to somebody. Uh, get, get somebody to back you in Congress. And then you could do their bidding from the inside the halls of power. But you better believe you're doing their bidding. You're not there to work for the American people. If they were, we'd all, we wouldn't have to have emergency meetings about the pandemic when it's a little bit too late. They would have already had all the packages. Everything would be ready to go. You wouldn't have to be, oh, shit. I can't go to the doctor. How many people have the fucking coronavirus now? Because they were walking around without sick leave and unable to go to the doctor. And these are the people that bring you your food, drive your cars, they wipe down the tables. For all your rich motherfuckers. Not that all of you are motherfuckers, but... Some of you are normal and understand. But a lot of you are like, I got mine. Oh, well, can I get back to brunch now? Can we elect Joe Biden so I can go back to brunch? I don't want to think about Twitler or someone who can't, uh, you know, can't go to the doctor. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to think about politics. I just want to elect Joe Biden so I can go back to being unconscious while the middle class slips to below 40% of the population. Because that's the way it is. And they can keep throwing subsidies and emergency, whatever, when the next bank crisis happens, they'll, they'll open up unemployment insurance, they'll make it 99 weeks again. But they'll never actually address the, sub- the fundamental problems with the system. They'll just keep making the rich richer, 
And the working class will be the working poor. And, you know, they'll be uh, doing all they can to make sure it stays that way. Oh, I hope. I hope that we finally wake up in this country. This coronavirus, we have to make this virus um, we, uh, to come out on the other side of this virus uh, as emblematic of everything that we've been saying of uh, saying that all of the policies that we've been promoting are that are, are the remedy that they're calling for temporarily are the things that we need permanently, like universal health care, not just for the corona effing virus, like sick leave, not just for the coronavirus. Like workers, um, it shouldn't be that the working class misses one paycheck and doesn't know what the hell to do with themselves. What, what is this gig economy bullshit? Fucking ridiculous. That's because they sent our good union jobs to China. NAFTA, CAFTA, that was the DLCers with the Republicans. So, you know. Let's go back to Twitter. Committee of my coronavirus task force. They had a recommendation, and we just got this not too long ago. But we've been vetting it all morning. Look at him. He's like, can I get back to lunch yet? In these struggling revenue environments, that is unlike the recession yeah, yeah. when things went he down. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck this guy's saying, and he doesn't care. End of the year, we're all facing drastic revenue drops. And the idea of a block grant to the states to help fill revenue shortfalls would be something I'd like for you to consider. And also, we had a, an idea on the unemployment ins- um, insurance. But I'll, I'll get that to you all for considerations. I just Look at him. Okay. Breathing. Uh, we'll call okay. our congressional delegation as well. I know you have a lot okay. of Okay. I like it. I like it. Whatever you're saying, it sounds strong and powerful. And Thank you very good. Thank you very much. And we will consider everything yeah, you said. Yeah. Thank you very much. So strong, okay. so powerful. Who's next? Who's next? Look at this shit. Next governor, please. <laughs> That's strong and powerful. Look, it am I looking strong and powerful enough? You're looking well, Phil. You're looking well. So are you. Good to see you. The so are you. Does he Thank have you. eyes? Quick points. Um, we've had really good, uh, a really good week with FEMA, so I want to give them a shout out. FEMA Region Two is helping us good. set up uh, testing. Uh, the Army Corps is actually visiting us in this building. At I can't four believe it. Today to talk about this is MSNBC. For more beds, so thank you for good. that. Yep. Why? With the good. VA in good. Terms of the con uh, man gives support. it his uh, areas, blessing. Uh, one, uh, just in, in terms of where we're going to need some help, one is to underscore Governor Kemp's point on flexible block grants. Okay. Those will be important to us to allow saying. us to continue to serve Okay, wonderful. And secondly, we are... Am I looking Lord strong and powerful? Themselves. I promise you, 
We're doing everything we can to get PPE. We're, we're acquiring it. We're getting donations, but we still are going to need a big slug out of the strategic stockpile. So strong, strong, all the above strong, powerful. And so, Phil, uh, try try what you can. Do the best you can to get what what you can actually get. Because I ain't gonna help you. And uh, we're also having a lot of things produced that, frankly, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like this before. No one's ever seen it. I've never seen so many things that no one has ever seen. It's my eyes are full because there's so many things that no one's ever seen, and I'm seeing them all before before my very eyes. I cannot believe it. No one's ever seen it. No one's ever heard of it before. No one's ever seen. And it's all going to come back. I, I got to get off this fucking guy. But when it comes back, it's going to come back like you have never seen it. Ever, ever. It's going to come back. Uh, I, it's going to explode. It's, yeah, it's going to be... Like you've never seen. Oh, here's Trump. This is what he said today. You know, worst case scenario, you would have terrible job. Wait, wait, what happened? Get this Why isn't that playing? Wrapped up. What the fuck? Uh oh. Get rid of the. It's virus. not working. What is going on? You know what's going on? The cat is laying on the keyboard. Why are you doing that? That's why that was doing that. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? You know, worst case scenario, you would have terrible job numbers. If we can get this thing wrapped up and finished earlier. Uh, get it wrapped up and come nicely. back very strong. And one of the things that working, as you know, one of the elements uh, that is being worked on very much so in the Hill very is much to keep strongly. the jobs going. So that when we do get rid of the virus, we're going to be able to just really i think go like a rocket i think the economy is going to be fantastic oh no. yeah just listen to that, him uh, he was using that as the ultimate bad outcome i don't think anybody believes that's going to happen it's going to come back like a rocket well anyway one last thing before i go just so you know Republicans are monsters and are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They're not, they're, they're not good for your health. Republicans are, they're bad for your health in a good day, much less in a crisis. The USDA, this is from PBS again, the USDA fights to purge food stamps recipients despite pandemic. So in the middle of the pandemic, they're moving forward with purging people off of food stamps. Not that people don't need it. You see, it looks bad. It's not that people are not uh, utilizing food stamps. They're not signing up because they have great jobs with living wages, health benefits, and retirement security. Not health benefits. They would need, who would need health benefits if you had universal health care? You wouldn't have to go to your Lord and beg for a trickle. You would have it. It would be guaranteed to all of us. But you know what I'm saying. They, not that they got great uh, middle-class jobs that are paying living wages with retirement security. They are kicking people off, the, off of food stamps so they can go to the dupes and the rallies and say, 
the food stamp rolls are down. Remember how they used to call Obama the food stamp president? And, you know, as if that's a bad thing. They think that feeding hungry people, you know, these Jesus lovers, they think that that's the way that uh, Jesus would have done it. When uh, I always found that so offensive. And, of course, they're hypocrites. I mean, we understand that. The food stamp president? Because, I mean, Obama... Remember during, uh, this is what, what's his face? Newt Gingrich said, we were going to have a candidate of food stamps, the finest food stamp president in American history, as if feeding hungry people is a negative. The least that we can do if somebody's fucking hungry is feed them. And it doesn't mean that people are lazy. The fact is, it's because we're not being paid living wages. Corporations are reaping record profits. And many people are living on the edge. They're taking these jobs. They have no choice but have a job at like a Walmart where the number one employer also has the number one amount of employees on public assistance. While the Walton family, six effing people are walking away with uh, having more wealth than the bottom half of the population. That's what Bernie talks about. And that's not democracy. So I found it so... I used to find it when they would go off on Obama, the food stamp president. These are the ones who love Jesus, right? They love Jesus. Except their Jesus, the only holy obligation... For Republican Jesus is gay bashing. That's it. If you are a, that's a patriot, not, the, not just a patriotic imperative. That's a religious, uh, that's a religious calling. Gay bashing, not feeding the hungry, not putting roofs over people's heads, not helping people, disparaging people. They should be ashamed, and it's not that. People are not getting food stamps because they're doing so well. It's because Twitler is kicking them off the rolls because it looks good. He likes the numbers where they are, like the pandemic numbers. That's why he wouldn't test the pan- for the pandemic because he likes the numbers. It's the same situation with the food stamps. Not that people are better or getting better or are... Or, or, having a decent, uh, and many of the people on food stamps are working people. There's no one who works harder. No people work harder in this country than the poor. Not the rich, not Donald Trump Jr., not Twitler, indeed, not effing Richard Burr, Senator Richard Burr, he don't work. He fucking sits around with a rich, rich bunch of rich assholes discussing how to insider trade so they can walk away with the piggy bank illegally. All of them do. So, from the PBS NewsHour, Washington, uh, yes, Washington AP, the Agriculture Department said Wednesday... 
that it would appeal a judge's ruling that it would be arbitrary and capricious to move forward during a global health crisis with food stamp changes that could force hundreds of thousands from the program. So the judge said, no, put the brakes on this, you fucking disgusting greed-centered ghouls. We can't kick people off of their lifelines in the middle of a pandemic, especially, you pigs. And no offense to pigs, because pigs are not selfish. They actually add value to the world, and they're charming, intelligent, and they, they would never behave like Republicans. Federal Judge Barry Howell said uh, in a ruling last week, stopped a set of changes that would have taken effect on April 1st. On Wednesday, an agricultural department spokesman responded to an Associated Press query with a terse email saying that USDA disagrees with the court's reasoning and will appeal its decision. Under the current rules, able-bodied adults without dependents must show they've worked at least 80 hours per month or for more than three months in a 36-month period to stay on SNAP Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program, commonly known as, known as food stamps. However, individual states have had the ability to waive that work requirement and time limit for areas in the state which have high unemployment rates. The changes, championed by Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue, would have taken that waiver ability from the states starting on April 1st. Estimates from the Agricultural Department set the number of people who would be removed from the program at approximately 700,000. So in the past, you know, because Republicans are states' rights, they, uh, they, they love states' rights. They're all about states' rights. So this time, not so much. Not when they can starve people. Not, that, not when they can kick down on people who are already kicked down on. Not when they can rip and smack that food right out of your fucking mouths. Hungry people work harder, right? Get to work. Maybe work for side gigs. If you can't get an Uber, get a DoorDash or I don't know. Always got Cash App in the last resort. Beg on Cash App. These fucking disgusting monsters. So, yeah, because the states' rights, they're all about states' rights until they're not. Until people want to vote or eat or whatever or have health care. It doesn't matter. Then they're not about states' rights. They're hypocrites. We understand that. I don't understand how I share the same air as such monsters, really. In response to a lawsuit brought by a group of state attorneys general, how, how ordered a freeze on the changes, especially now as a global pandemic poses wi widespread health risks, guaranteeing that government officials at both the federal and state levels have flexibility to address the nutritional needs of its residents and ensure their well-being through programs like SNAP is essential, Hal wrote in her ruling. Oh, yeah. 
But what does uh, the filthy, disgusting Trump and Z from the USDA says? The USDA disagrees with the court's reasoning. Oh, really? Because it makes sense. It makes too much effing sense to these Jesus-loving holy rollers. They love Jesus. What do you want to know? What do you want to bet that this woman who sent this USDA disagrees with the court's reasoning and will appeal? Uh, what do you want to bet? She's a good Christian. She's a good Christian Trump and Z. Voting for her Lord and Savior, the Jesus H. George Trump. George. <laughs> J is for Jesus, and it's also for Donald J. Trump. Ellen Vollinger, legal director of the Advocacy Group, the Food Research and Action Center, said her organization opposes the changes at any time. But the idea of pressuring low-income workers to keep their hours up is particularly dangerous right now. Well... Fuck, fuck that. That's the Republican way. Dangerous. It's, that's their middle name for you. You're the one putting your lives in danger always. They have no problem putting your life in danger, whatever it may be. Whether it be send you to an illegal war, send you into a factory, or a factory farm where you got to go in there and murder, murder, murder as quick as you can. Or put you in danger, put the whole community in danger. They are unfit. How many times I got to say it? You don't want to have workers going out when they're sick and trying to document the right number of hours just to keep their benefits. Well, that makes too much sense. It's also not immoral enough for the disgusting, Jesus-loving Republicans. In a December column in the Arizona Republic, Purdue said that changes were designed to prevent able-bodied people from setting into a life of welfare dependence. Like fucking Sonny Purdue is so sure. He loves the America, right? The American people. No greater people on earth. But we're all just waiting for the opportunity to lay around in the social safety net hammock. And people are just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to get on food stamps. No, bitches. That's not how it works. Holy shit, these people are so, they're so monstrous. They are monstrosities, demons. We live among a bunch of demons. Ignorant idiots. Monsters, because they know. Whether he believes that, I don't know. But it's fucking bullshit, and he's spreading a a lie. He's spreading hate. Selfishness. That's their God. That's why they're unfit. 
in a sane civilization, the wines of Sonny Perdue would be, he'd be in a bar with, a, with another Trump banzee, sitting around drinking a beer saying, yeah, able-bodied people setting from, we, we don't want to set them in a life of welfare dependence. They'd be circle jerking each other off in the corner of some old man's bar. They wouldn't be in the halls of power. If this was a saint's civilization that was actually working, if we had got rid of money from politics and we had representatives, people who truly want to represent the people in the halls of power instead of these scumbags that are in there to insider trade and, and oh, latch their filthy, rapacious gullets around the federal treasury... Nobody needs to be taught the dignity of work more than Sonny Perdue and his ilk. What do they know about work? They think work is going and sucking Trump's ass on a golf course. That's work? Oh, don't worry. They have fine vacations. They retire. And then they get to, they'll do some, uh, they'll do some remote pieces on Fox News where they get to kick down and spread lies. Government can be a powerful force for good, but government dependency has never been the American dream, Purdue wrote. Well, then why, Purdue, are you and your Republican monsters making it that way? Why are you pushing policies that make the American people the, take them from the working class, middle class, to the working poor? Why, Purdue? Because nobody's more dependent on government than sunny fucking Purdue. That's for sure. He's a government, talking about riding the government, Talking about talk about a social safety net hammock. Move over. Make room for Sonny Purdue. Forget it. He's you don't make room for him. He's got he's so embedded in the government social safety net hammock for himself. It's got his it's like the shroud of goddamn Torrent. It's got his freaking visage. His sweaty disgusting face embedded in it in that social safety net hammock it has his, it looks just like him and the orange baboon that's the new social safety that's their shroud of toran right or turn how do you pronounce it i don't know who cares you know what i'm saying we need to encourage people by giving them a helping hand, but not allowing them to become indefinitely given hands, like Jesus said. Of course, I added the Jesus part. But, bitch, why don't you stop fucking over the American economy by being a filthy, trickle-down, bullshit-peddling, voodoo economics fucking liar telling everybody that trickle down is some kind of freaking magic bean when it's 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 a ruse that's destroyed the middle class if you wanted to 
give the American people the American dream, then why don't you support unions and a 90% top marginal tax rate and an estate tax and and uh, trade and tariff regulations that have American manufacturing jobs, decent jobs, here in the good old U.S. of A. Like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's how it works. When you build an economy from the ground up and you have strong regulations on business, so not all of the benefits and the and the uh, the profits made possible by the labor of the people who you don't want hanging out in the social safety net hammock, not all of those profits that our labor makes possible goes to the fucking one person at the top. Some of it goes to us, thanks to regulations and taxes. Same old voodoo they keep peddling, though. And, and sure, while they keep peddling the voodoo, they cut the lifelines and they peddle the bullshit that keeps people divided. The lies have them angry and mad at the people in the, that are taking advantage. Not like Sonny Perdue's taking advantage, though. Nobody takes advantage like Sonny Perdue and his ilk. Richard Burr, Trump, Donald Trump Jr., all them. They're not taking advantage, though, right? They're they're looking out for the forgotten man and woman. Suckers. Somebody has to stop these Republicans, all of them. And And have to stop them, whether they have a R after their name or a D. But, you know, at least Democrats aren't uh, complete sociopaths. There's some of us are normal. But we got to get rid of the, the bought and paid for ones. But you know what I mean? That's a conversation for another day. <sighs> Vollinger said that if the Agricultural Department really does intend to fight for the SNAP program changes, it might end up publicly clashing with Congress. The economic relief package recently approved by, House, by the House also suspends the government's ability to remove SNAP over the work requirement. Well, that's good. That's because you have some Democrats, some normal Democrats. Some of them are normal. Not all these... They're not all... Uh, well, not all of them are bought and paid for. Many of them are. But, yeah. Guys, I want to thank you all for hanging out. As few as you may have been, you were many in spirit. I want to thank you for your patronage. Thank you for being patrons. Thank you for your super chats. As few as there were tonight. I know they were big in spirit. Thank you, Haiku. It's always the same, people. I understand. It's tough times. Haiku, Patricia, thank you so much. 
Remember, we have a dis. Uh, what is that? Discord. Yeah. Uh, please put your pictures of your your pets, and uh, we do have a couple of moderators. Haiku, of course, is a moderator, and H4L. How do you pronounce that? Chibini, Chibinkeaton, Chibikeaton is also a moderator. And if you guys want, if you have any suggestions for channels in the Patreon channel, please feel free to post or ask Haiku or Hal or H4L, who's another moderator. And um, yeah, we'll. We're building the community. We already got some more people to sign up. That's good. We'll just keep pushing it like the way we, p we promote the show. I want to thank you all for spending your time with me. I know there's many choices you, you have to spend uh, your time with. Um, I'm hoping that during this crisis, we'll do some more. We'll do more. We'll, we'll do more. We'll definitely have the Saturday show. We'll do as many weekday specials as we possibly can. But in the meantime, in between shows, you can also hang out on the Discord page. And there is also a... Um, you can call in to the call-in line and leave a message if you like to do that as well. You can call the Tarabuster number and leave a message. I'm just trying to find the graphic to put it up. La da dee, la da doo. Beep ba beep, boop boop boo. That's the number. Three six zero seven 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 six zero zero seven. That is three six zero seven 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 six zero zero seven. You can leave a message. And it might be played on the air. You can leave leave a leave some curses on there. I don't know. Maybe you want to curse me out. That might be played on the air too. And there you go. Peace out, everyone. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Tell your friends, give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps too. Share the show with your friends. Share the clips with your friends. And as I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. Stay safe, stay healthy, keep in touch. We will win. I will see you very soon.